The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Hawks need overtime to clip the Pelicans, but they still get the job done. We'll talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go! Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Talking about another Hawks victory. The Atlanta Hawks take on, well, took on, <laughs> sticking in the past tense. They took on the New Orleans Pelicans led by Zion Williams, Williamson, uh, Brandon Ingram, and the crew. Uh, and they came out with a dub, man, an overtime dub, 124 to 121. A uh, a very electric night uh, last night at State Farm Arena. It was divine night, so all of the um, HBCUs and uh, sororities and fraternities were in the building. It was a really fantastic night. Kudos to the Hawks for um, just always involving community in their games, and uh, they do a great job with that. Like community relations, like they get that part. They get that part really good. But yeah, let's get to the basketball. <laughs> Hawks took care of the Pels, one twenty four, one twenty one, in overtime action. Man, we're gonna talk about everything. We're gonna talk about. Um, some news and notes. We're going to hear some sound from the players and coach after the game. And uh, that's how we get down with the get down. But first and foremost, y'all know we got to get rid of this housekeeping. If you are new to the show, thank you for checking us out. Thank you for showing us some love. However, you may have stumbled onto the show. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. Now that you're here, we want you to uh, connect with us on our social media. A big part of what we do is on the social media front. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at HawksBeat is the name. You can find this. Just search HawksBeat, and you can connect with us. 
Um, also, we would love for you to subscribe to the pod. Subscribe and drop them five stars in our bucket. And we would greatly appreciate that for the support. To all the regulars, what's up? I see y'all out there. <laughs> not, literally, not, not literally, but figuratively. Uh, yeah, so uh, for those that were looking for the pod immediately after the game, I apologize, man. I couldn't shoot it out last night, but it is currently very early in the morning. And uh, I'll just finish going over some news and some numbers and some notes and listening to some sound. And it's time to roll, man. It's time to roll. So let's go ahead and get into this. And uh, we're going to talk about this Hawks victory, man. So um, Hawks coming into this game. Um, they're without, of course, Bogey again. Now, now Trey Young was on the injury list. And so um, I knew he was going to play, but it was just something of note. You know, he was listed as questionable. Um, we all saw that, um, the uh, injury he sustained when he was in um, New York. But uh, he came with the protective glasses and he was a go. Um the line on this game was Hawks one and a half. So Hawks were favored by one and a half. So uh, if you if you put your money on the Hawks tonight, you know what I'm saying? You got, you got about $10 richer. <laughs> but um, just some storylines coming into this game, some things that I was looking for. Um, this was the second game of a back-to-back for the Pels. Um, I thought that at times they looked like they were playing on the second game of a back-to-back. And I thought sometimes they didn't. <laughs> so uh, this team is very well coached. I really like Willie Green. I think he does a good job with this crew. And, um, I mean, this is a tough team. This is a tough team. This is a very good win for this Hawks team. Pels are, are five. They came in five and three, the same record as the Hawks. But they got some ball players, man. They got some ball players in. And this is going to be a fun team to watch. So I think this is a very good quality win. Not taking anything away from all the other wins because, like we always say, it's tough to win in the NBA. <laughs> it's tough to win in the NBA. But this is a very good quality win. Um, other storyline is just that the Hawks were back from a roadie. You know, the Hawks, usually when a team gets off the road, they're happy to be home. They're sleeping in their own beds. And... Um, there's a level of comfort there, so that was kind of what I was looking for. I didn't, I didn't see too much of a factor with the Pels being on the back-to-back. They didn't seem too like, oh man, their legs are shot. Because sometimes that second game of a back-to-back, you kind of just mail it in by that third and fourth quarter, and then it's just a wrap. I thought they battled all the way to the double zeros, man. But um, good effort tonight from both teams. Um, the Hawks still have to clean up some things, but in the post-conference, Nate McMillan just said that, you know, it, it's nice to have to learn lessons after a win. <laughs> you know, there's room for improvement, and you can nitpick. You can, you know, talk about this, that, and the other about areas where, you know, you want to play clean, but you don't. Um, but it's just nice to have those things and still come out with a dub. I thought early on, and just us, this is us, transitioning into some of the notes I took during the game. I thought early on Trey came out very aggressive. I really liked what I saw out of him in the first quarter. Um, 10 points, 4 assists. I mean, his first two shots were like one step back, three off against Zion, and he had another logo three. Like He was he was out for blood in that first quarter, and that's always a good sign to just kind of really assert himself. I usually get a lot of um, 
and I, I, I sent out the tweet late, and so I didn't get a lot of response from it. As far as player of the game, um, there's so many different ways you can go here, you know. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but for what I, I have to mention, Clint Capella's name from the outset, from the outset, um, I mean, he had he almost had a double-double in the first quarter, guys. Like, he had nine points and seven rebounds after one quarter. I thought Clint played in probably his best game in about two years. Like, I mean, he's had, I mean, I have to go back and look at all the games he played last year. But this was a very good game for Clint Capella, a very good game. And I say this as somebody who was up close to Giannis Valanciunas before the game. And one thing that I noticed about Giannis Valanciunas, Valanciunas, that's a big word. Um, that brother is big. Oh, my God. That's a big boy. Like, y'all, y'all, he is a big boy. Um, and just the way he battled, the way they battled Valanciunas. And we all know about Williamson. Like, that's a lot of meat down there. <laughs> Pause. Um, but those two guys are really big. But I really like the way Clinton battled tonight. And uh, I thought he was just fantastic. I thought he was fantastic. So, um, you know, as the second quarter goes on, I thought they hit kind of a lull at the end of that first quarter, Trey, with that bench unit. And, again, this might be just a repeating thing that I talk about all year. Trey with the second unit and DeJounte with the second unit. The value of having a point guard of those caliber, of that caliber, with your second unit is just, you can't really, I don't know, like, that's just awesome. It's just awesome because I just thought that Trey didn't play that well with the second unit. But when DeJounte came in with the second unit, I thought they was rolling. You know what I mean? And some nights they're going to be rolling with Trey. Some nights they're going to be rolling with DeJounte. But whatever side of the nickel they fall on, they still going to be out there with an all-star point guard. And that's why you got them. That's why you brought them here. You dig? Like, uh, I thought the second quarter was probably the Hawks, arguably probably the Hawks' best quarter. Um, they went at 34 to 24. And uh, as the game was going on, I thought that the sequence, I thought that the sequence in the minutes that DeJounte Murray played with that second unit was the difference in the game. I thought first quarter, it was a lot of back and forth. I thought third quarter was, uh, you can give advantage Pelicans and even, you know, going throughout the whole game, you're looking at it, it's a lot of back and forth. But I really thought that the the difference was the, the breakaway in points that they had with DeJounte Murray was in that second unit early in the second quarter. I thought that was big. He was a plus 11. That was like a team high in that second quarter. And I just thought that that was the difference in the game. And when they won, I was like, okay, yeah, it's going to be a difference. But it ended up going to overtime. So <laughs> it was a lot of other stuff that came into it. But um, you're going into the halftime. You're feeling good about yourself. You know, you're feeling you got an eight-point lead going into the half. You got two guys in double figure. Clint's already got his double-double. He's 13-10. and 10. And, like, you're like, okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you're 13 and 10. Trey's kind of cooking a little bit. Uh, he's got 17 and 6. 17 and six. Uh, for DeJounte Murray, he was 9 and 8 and 5. And so he was – but the thing about it, he was a plus 17. After the game, uh, I forget, somebody asked him about 
um, the plus minus. He's like, man, I don't worry about no plus minus thing. Like, you know, I get it. Like, DeJounte, you don't ask DeJounte that question. And no, there's no offense to the reporter who asked him the question. I felt he had to ask the question because it very, it, it, stu- it stuck out. It, it stuck out. DeJounte was a plus 17 at halftime. Like, nobody else was even a plus minus, like a plus in double figures. But, and you guys know me. I'm not even a stat guy. Like, I'm not even a stat pusher. Y'all know how I get down. But I think that sometimes they do have value and they do, they do tell a, a, a valuable story in the long-term picture of the game. So, um, y'all already know, like, look, I'm not going to stat y'all to death. I'm not going to stat y'all to death. But I, it, it showed his impact of what he was doing and how he was playing. And I think he was just having a really good ball game. Um, third quarter, I thought the Pelicans just really hit their stride. Um, CJ McCollum is a guy that can burn you. He is a guy that can burn you. I said in the first quarter, he put a couple buckets together. I was like, listen, this is one dude you do not want to get going. Like, CJ can put up a double nickel on you if you're not ready. Like, he can do that. Like, he's that dude. I, I still think that as far from, like, a team's, team perspective, Looking at this Pelicans team, and I, and I like CJ. I think he's capable of playing a point guard. But sometimes I feel like this team needs, like, a natural point guard. CJ's kind of more of a, a combo guard. He can play the point, and he can play the two. But I kind of feel at times they need a, a, a natural point guard to get into that, that final, you know, that, to take them to that next level. Like, that might be what they are missing. But CJ's a baller, dog. Like, CJ is a baller. Um, he finished with 29 and 10 and I feel like he could have easily had like 40, like if he would have just been going after it, but his job on that team is to distribute and that's what he does, you know? So, um, third quarter, I thought that this team just started to get going. Um, CJ had eight points and he was just kind of cooking a little bit and brings the pills right back into it. But I never got the sense that the Hawks were like losing control of this game. I just, I just never got that sense. Like there were moments where the Pelicans were just like, "Okay, here they come, here they come," and it wasn't until like the last maybe five minutes of the game I was like, "Uh oh, like Hawks might lose this game." Like it's crazy. Like it all happened very quick. Uh, I'm not gonna go through all the sequence of plays and what happened, but. Nate McMillan said out of that first 48 minutes, he said he was, like, happy with, like, the first 44 of them. (laughs) And so, like, you know, I don't know, sometimes that last, like, couple minutes of the game, you're kind of looking, okay, like, okay, what's going to happen here? And then it's just, it happens so quick, and these guys are so good. Like, they're so good. Um Trey Young didn't necessarily have the best fourth quarter. He was over 5. And again, again, again. This is why you bring number five into the fold. <laughs> this is why you bring him into the fold. Because, you know, they, they, they kind of crapped away the lead. Pelicans are kind of surging. And I think at one point they even grabbed the lead in the fourth quarter. But certain guys just hit big plays. Like, it would be hard for me to even pick a most valuable play. If I had to pick a, a most valuable player for this game, I would probably ride with Clint Capella. But that's not by a lot. I think he battled very well. But I, I, and I, and this is me not saying like anything, any dispersions about Trey. 
thought that Jonathan Murray played a good game. I thought DeAndre Hunter had moments that he was really good. Even John Collins, he wasn't so much on that offensive steal over the night. I thought he had moments. You go to the bench, I thought J- Jalen Johnson played well. Aaron Holiday had big moments. Akangu's always going to bang. Um, Justin Holiday, mm, that's a bunch, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like Justin, man. I like Justin, so I'm not going to poo-poo on Justin, man. I'm not going to poo-poo on the kid. I will say this, though, and I tweeted this toward the third, I think the third quarter. Uh, Justin was just having a hard time shooting. He was having a hard time shooting the ball tonight. And when you're in the NBA, sometimes you're going to have a hard time shooting. But um, looking at Justin Holiday, I was just like, yo, it's one of those nights for the guy. And I, and I tweeted that, you know what? It would be a really good time to have bogey right now. Like, this would be a good game to have bogey. And, uh, you know, hey, man, I still got love for Justin, but... Go ahead, Bogey. Hurry up and get on back, brother. It's going to be fun to see uh, adding him to this rotation. But I think everybody had valuable contributions uh, tonight. Uh, shout out to the to young guy Jalen Johnson who threw down a windmill on the on a fast break, yo. Like I was like, okay, Double J, we out here seeing you. Uh, Nate McMillan talked a little bit about Jalen Johnson after tonight's game. Uh, he said the young fella played well, and I love the fact that he called him young fella. <laughs> love the fact that he called him young fella because Nate McMillan is a guy that probably refers to guys as young fella. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, contributions from everybody that got in tonight. Um, as we all know, DeJounte Murray hits a shot after the game. I have some sound of him talking about it after uh, in the next segment. Uh, he was just like, look, I'm just, they're like, what, what, what did you see? Like, what was going through your mind? He's like, I'm trying to get a bucket, right? Like, the time's coming down. He knows in his mind, okay, Trey doesn't really have it right now because the three possessions before that, Trey missed a shot. Trey missed a shot going to the hoop, you know, another shot he missed. And so he's got the ball. He knows, like, okay, if I can get to my spot, I'm going to take this shot. I'm a very confident guy, you know, and that's what he says. Like, yo, we're all, we all, we all out here confident. But just the idea that, okay, Trey doesn't really have it toward the end. Let me take some of this load off your shoulders and load off your shoulders in what he did. Uh, he got his spot, hit that little beautiful jumper. We go into OT, you know. You would have liked to not have to go to OT, but you had to go to OT. And in OT, you made enough plays to um, separate yourself and get the dub. You know, you're at home, you got the home cooking, and, um, you know, he, he, he got cooking. And, I mean, he didn't really get cooking, but, you know, your OT happened so quick. It happened so quick, but um, they made enough plays. They outscored him 15 to 12. He had six of those 15 points, and so he closed them out. Like, he closed them out. So the Hawks officially have two closers. They have two closers. And it's nice if you're looking at the construct of this team. It's nice to have the ability to say, okay, we got to close it out. Number 11, what you going to do? It's nice to give him a night off to say, hey, man, like, I got this one. I got this one. And I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. We're not even 10 games in. This thing is going to get better. The only hope is that it gets better defensively as well. But um, Hawks get the dub, man, in OT. 
124 to 121. We're going to take a quick break right now. Uh, let my, my, my commercial slide in. And after the break, we're going to break down the game a little bit more. We're going to hear a little bit of sound from the guys. Uh, hopefully, the sound will sound okay. Um, I'm going to try it out. But, um, yeah, you listen to the Hawks Week Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub. Stick with us. We'll be right back. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, folks, welcome back to the Hawks Week Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub, talking about a Hawks victory over the New Orleans Pelicans in OT. Um, we got some sound we're going to play for you guys. We're just going to um, play. I hope, this, I hope this, the audio is okay. But uh, let's start with Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan talked with the media after the game. Uh, here's a little bit about what he had to say. This is kind of his opening statement. So um, let's hear from let's hear from Coach Nate. For 44 minutes, uh, then the, the, that last uh, four minutes, last four or five minutes, uh, we gave up a couple offensive rebounds uh, off the free throw line. Uh, we had uh, a couple situations where uh, we fouled, gave them. M ones, uh, and then we didn't execute. Uh, you know some of the uh, uh, plays in uh, the last five minutes and in overtime, but we found a way to win. You know, so. So yeah, I think what's important is you still have lessons to learn, but you you learn those lessons with a win. 
Uh, I thought that the Hawks played well enough to win, just like Nate said. Like, they played well for 44 minutes, and it would have been a shame to drop this game, <laughs> especially knowing you got Milwaukee coming in town. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Not saying you're going to catch an L against Milwaukee, but right now Milwaukee is the best team in the ba- in basketball. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought that he, his assertion was right. Um, next up, I want to play some sound from Trey. Um now, Trey, I'm not sure how many people knew our Earth Day said on, on the broadcast. You know, Trey caught a knee to um, to Zion. Kind of incidental. You know, it, it happens in basketball. And he left for a time when he came back. And that was the first question asked to, to, uh, to Trey after the game. Here's a little bit about what Trey had to say about the injury. How's your leg? How's the eye? Yeah, I'm getting beat up these last couple some big dudes, strong dudes, too. Um, I'm all right, though. Uh, Zion just landed on me to the wrong. I think he kind of kneed me in my calf just as he was landing. So I got a little bruise on my calf now, but uh, it'll, it'll get better. So, like, good news on up front. He's just going to be a little sore. It's nothing really I don't think that fans should worry about, but I just thought that was noteworthy. Um, Trey also talked about uh, the camaraderie and how this team is just getting better and the cohesion that, that this team is starting to feel playing together. And that comes from basketball reps. It comes from basketball reps. And you can't get that in practice. You can't get that anywhere else but from playing together in basketball games. Um, here's a little bit more from Trey. I thought he had another soundbite here that that was of value. So here, here's a little bit more from Trey. Yeah, I mean we're heading in the right direction for sure. I think like I mean, every game is starting to feel more and more comfortable. Um, we're starting to, to know better spacing and, and where we need to be on offense, and um, we're playing better on offense for sure in these last couple of games. So we're just uh, we got to keep the momentum going and, and just keep learning. It's going to be a long season, so we just got to keep. Keep learning each other and just keep getting better. So, yeah, um, that was the wrong soundbite, but <laughs> yeah, that was Trey talking about um, just, you know, the camaraderie of the team playing together and saying, look, it's a long season. It's a long season, and, uh, you know, we're going to get better. We're going to get better. So, um, after that, DeJounte Murray and Clint Capella came and spoke with the media. Um, I'm trying to find my, my um, let's see, DeJounte was talking about um, the final possession. And it, <laughs> I love it because it, it's a good question. It's a great question. The guy asked, you know, what did you see? Take me through the last question. And some athletes are like this. Let me tell you something. Some athletes, they'll be like, okay, well, last possession, I knew we had a two-on-one. I knew that so-and-so was going, they'll take you through it vividly. And then you'll have guys like DeJounte who was like, hey, we just need a bucket. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He was like, yo, man, we just need a bucket. So here's DeJounte running you really quick about what happened through that last possession. DeJounte, what, what did you see on that final possession of regulation when you tied it up? Uh, I mean, go get a bucket, really. Uh, that's really how I feel. Uh, and I got to, you know, a sweet spot, a spot I'm really familiar with. Uh, like I said, you know, I'm a guy who's really confident in myself. So if I miss a shot, I'm going to continue to shoot, especially if it's there. And, you know, I feel like we needed a big shot. And that's just what happened. I think one thing sometimes the average person 
doesn't realize is how confident these guys are. You know, how confident they are in their spots. You know, you hear people talk about getting to their spots. He got to his spot and he took a shot that he was very confident about. Um, and I love that about him. I love that about him. I, and here's the thing. Like, a lot of times when you're watching games, you're like, yo, why did they take that shot? Yo, these are NBA guys. These are the best players in the league. They're not going to take no shots that they aren't confident that they can make. Um, he got to his spot. He, he felt confident. He took it. He made it, you know. Uh, in the story, there's no there's no breakdown. There's no X's and O's. <laughs> but he, he got to his spot, and he made it. Um, I was going to play some Clint Capella sound, but Clint has a deep voice. And it doesn't translate over when you uh, <laughs> when you're doing a podcast and you want to get sound. But uh, Clint did talk after the game. They asked him about, you know, just like, oh, like this is one of your better games that you've had. And he was just like, um, he said, I just try to come with the same mentality every night. He was like, I go after every shot be a present defensively. He's like, I set the screen and roll, try to finish hard at the rim. It happened tonight and we got the win. So that's the most important thing. Listen, if you've been watching Hawks basketball, the struggles of Clint Capella have been very obvious, very obvious. Uh, his uh, ability or, or his, let me, how can I say this delicately? There have been times that he struggles to finish. <laughs> I mean, is, is that is that is that soft enough, right? Uh, he, he's had some problems finishing, and let's be real about. It. I don't know like where it, where it's come from or what the deal is, but um, for what it's worth, the totality of his game, he needs to be applauded tonight. I will will come on here, we'll, we'll bang Clint when he doesn't play well. I'll, I'll take him to task, just like I do everybody on this team. I hold everybody accountable. After a win, after a loss, and um, I thought everybody did a good job. I thought Nate, Nate McMillan called a good game tonight. You know, I thought he did. I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of how he rotates these guys in and out. And um, I thought it was just a good team win for the Atlanta Hawks. So um, you put this one in your bucket, and you keep on moving to the next one. You know, you, you move on to the next one. And the Hawks had a couple of, have a couple of home games coming up um, this week. So um, they got today off. I think they have practice. I'm not sure. I got to check my email. But on Monday, they take on the Milwaukee Bucks. That is an 8-15 tip. Jeez. Thank God I have Tuesday off. <laughs> That's going to be a late game, man. Um, yeah, so they got the Bucks coming in town on Monday. And then from there, they have another home game on Wednesday against the Utah Jazz, who are playing surprisingly very good basketball. Second back-to-back of the season, they welcome in the Philadelphia 76ers. So it's going to be our first look at Joel Embiid. And, uh, yeah, man, so – and then they play the Sixers uh, on Saturday. So it's kind of one of those home-and-away series. Four games in a week, that's a lot. That's a lot. So um, you got the game Monday, back-to-back, Wednesday, Thursday, and then a game on Saturday. Uh, this is a schedule that all NBA players and all NBA teams have to deal with. So you can't cry and be like, oh, man, they got it out for the Hawks. No, they don't. Everybody's playing these types of games. Everybody plays this type of schedule. So nobody has it in for the Hawks. Uh, this is just the schedule they have. And this is the schedule that you have to play. If you are the Hawks, you want to take care of as many as your home games as possible. And early on in the season, they have done that. Um 
since there are four games this week, just looking at the podcast schedule, uh, we will probably pod after Monday's game. Since there are four games, I doubt I will do any off-day podcast. We'll probably just do game pods for the rest of this week. Next week is kind of light. I mean, the week after um, is kind of light. So maybe I'll throw in a um, an off-day pod just to keep things regular, keep things rolling. Maybe I'll grab a guest and we'll just talk. Where are the Hawks? Where are the Hawks after 10 games? And um, maybe we'll do some mailbag or some stuff next week. So that's what you have to look forward to as far as the podcast is concerned. Thank you guys so much for checking us out, spending some time with us. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe to the pod. Make us your first listen each and every day. Uh, I appreciate all the love as always, man. Um yeah, you know how we get down with the get down. So, uh, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So, if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E, love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.